nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to Royce uh, for hosting, uh, uh, was it last week? I guess it was. Uh, uh, felt like uh, three years ago, but yeah, <laughs> last week. Uh, you know, uh, the, the sun and the beach uh, in Mexico, you know, time was, you know, it's almost like being in Vegas. You just, you have no idea what's going on. It's island so. time, man. Island time is something else. Uh, so. I thought so. you were going to be on there in the jacuzzi with the margarita. And... <laughs> I would have, but I forgot my camera. That was part of the reason why I didn't, wasn't able to hop on. The Wi-Fi was a little bit questionable as well, but I didn't have, I had the microphone, but I forgot the camera and, and the uh, quality from the, you know, from the uh, laptop just uh, was not, was not uh, up to it. So yeah, it, it was really cool that Harry texted us 30 minutes before we started the show and said, Hey, here's the beach. I'm not joining you. And we're like, yeah, okay, we get it. We get it. Hey, I had it set up ahead of time here, but uh, so Royce, how have you been? Uh, you, you got your first, first uh, hosting done. Uh, what have you been up to since then? Dude, it's been, I've been super busy um, with work, obviously, uh, with the fam, number one. Uh, Rex actually had his very first soccer practice. Oh, nice. Um, his the first organized sporting event. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a hoot. Um, <laughs> toddlers playing soccer was like half of them were just sitting there crying because they didn't want to kick the ball. And then there's kids like Rex that are just trying to nail the other kid um <laughs> that was good um also helping host uh mike taylor shows um salvation army boys and girls club um barbecue, barbecue. on saturday so helping with that committee so that's been kind of hectic that's um, actually got pretty big and uh, uh yeah yeah it basically it was like i've been going we've we've had the meetings every saturday for the last i don't know like four weeks and every every Saturday, it's hey, why don't we do this? Hey, why don't we do this? Hey, why don't we do this? Yeah, it's been nuts, and they pretty much said yes to everything. So it's going to be crazy out there. I think there's still VIP tickets still available, ten dollars a piece, and you get free food basically. And there's there's a whole bunch of bands playing, and should should be a good time. And Mike Taylor uh, just uh, resigned for three more years, I believe, as well yep. with iHeartRadio. So. See, um, local uh, speaking of island boy, uh, speaking of that, he will be there doing that here. So, yeah. Rafa, um, anything exciting going on in, in the land? Uh, I see you've got a new name on, on the uh, on, on, on the screen here. Uh, any <laughs> background on that? No, it just means just having fun. <laughs> uh, just been enjoying uh, getting my soccer fix on. Uh, so much soccer. 
while watching well brazil just scored so yes. it's gonna go right now <laughs> so this is my fifth game watching so it's, it's great watching the euro cup and rafa, Copa rafa we're, try, we're trying to be professional why are you watching tv <laughs> while you're doing a pod come on man i got it on this, the is, serious. <laughs> this is serious we have sponsors to answer to <laughs> I gotta take the Coca Cola bottles out. Dang it! Dang it! I'm at that one. I'm my Pepsi bottle. What product? That the Heineken. Take out the Heineken. Yeah, I heard that cost a lot of sponsorship money, and then I heard on the radio this afternoon. Use down your clothes. Yeah. That NBC is. We need to get in with NBC that's charging $6 million for the Super Bowl ads uh, for 30 seconds here. So, yeah, if we could work up to that, like $6, 60 cents, you know, that, that would be good. Hey, so, if, if Sonic wants to sponsor it, <laughs> <laughs> so we do have some local news, uh, you know, uh, and in a tweet by. Uh, first, the Reagan uh, boys on uh, June 3rd, and then uh, S.A. Terrence also posted on here. Uh, Heather Boss is, uh, you know, according to S.A. Terrence, uh, possibly the third woman to be head coach of a boys team in Texas. Uh, she'll be taking over for uh, the school closest to me, Stevens High School. Uh, for that here, a little bit of background about uh, Coach uh, Boss here. Uh, she did grow up in the area, has coached uh, soccer since 2004 at Warren, Brandeis, and now uh, Reagan. Uh, she was the head, head coach at Brandeis, where she won uh, multiple district championships. In 2018, uh, after the Reagan boys uh, was a state uh, finalist, she was named the boys 6A Region 4 Assistant Coach of the Year by the Texas Association of Soccer Coaches, and that's from uh, the, you know, the Reagan uh, you know, Reagan boys soccer, uh, web page there that they have here. So thank you for that information here. That was uh Terrence, Terrence Thomas, by the way, Terrence Thomas, uh, at, on, at Twitter, SA underscore Terrence one, uh, for that here. It used to be with, uh, the express news. Um, but if you can you know, follow him and support his, um, uh, support his writings and, and stuff like that here, uh, would be greatly helped. He does a lot, lot for the local uh, soccer teams. Sure. Um, especially on the women's side here um, as well here. Um, we'll start with you, Royce. Uh, your thoughts on, on Coach Boss being named head coach of the Stevens boys team? Uh, it's awesome. Um, I mean, we'll see where the results lie, but obviously it has a heck of a resume. Um, and that's that. you got to be excited if your kid goes to Stevens, if you are a kid at Stevens, it's it's pretty exciting, and hopefully they hit the ground running and they make a big splash. Rafa, your thoughts? I know you and I watched uh, Stevens play uh, your old team, Del Rio, in, in the playoffs when they came up a little bit short here. Uh, so, you know, your thoughts on, on Stevens and also kind of how the fit will possibly be uh, with her pedigree uh, coming in. Uh, she, you know, I guess, I guess the knowledge she has, you know, the background winning with there at Brandeis and Warren, but also being under a great program from the, with that Reagan's Boys program. I know Coach Real has done a good job over there, um, so that's going to help, you know, you know, pick, kind of pick up the pace there at Stevens and help, you know, help those players. Like I said, we did get to see them play. You know, they came a little short um, on that on that by district game. So hopefully, you know, her experience will help them maybe get them, you know, 
further deeper in the playoffs and also maybe in contention to that district title. Um, and I know it's a, it's a tough district because you got, you know, like Harlan. Harlan was the was the, the one that won district championship. You mm-hmm. got uh, uh, Brennan. You have O'Connor. So it's a dogfight in that district. So, she, you know, it's a tall task. Brandeis, but, yeah. Well, Brandeis is actually with the Northeast. So, <laughs> so they're not in the dis- – yeah, they're not in the same district. Okay, then. Ignore so, everything I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but – it's it's still I mean, like I said when you have ten teams in that district you know it's 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 gonna be tough you know tough it's it's a it's a playoff game every every week every week week every week mm-hmm. so we'll see I think she'll do a good great job and hopefully she like I said take Stevens to that next level and go deep in the playoffs so I'm looking forward to it uh, like I said here uh, you know wish I was in town a little bit longer than what not even twenty four hours yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tried to see if I could have reached out to Danielle or, you know, see if we could have possibly reached out to coach boss, um, you know, to see if we could have had her on. And, and as we get closer to the season, we may try to see if we can do that here, uh, for that here. <clears throat> Speaking of lower league women's action, uh, we have actually the Athenians, but before we get to the Athenians, cause they have a lot of stories going on, um, WPSL has kicked off. Uh, they kicked off right about the time that I left, uh, you know, uh, beginning of June. Um, and almost are already through their season here. Uh, so locally here, uh, second place, the San Antonio Blossoms uh, played five. They've won three, uh, drew one, lost one um, in second place um, against the AHFC Royals uh, for that here who, who you know, who's uh, just been pretty dominating 21 goals for zero against and, and a perfect record. Um, unfortunately for the surf, it's been the exact opposite. Uh, they played five matches. Unfortunately, have lost all five, haven't scored a goal. And, and unfortunately is at a negative 24 goal difference. So they got three matches left, um, you know, you know, um, you know, for the surf, you know, unfortunately it looks to be a long, long season for the blossoms. Uh, it'll be interesting if they can, if, you know, if they can, uh, catch, um, uh, you know, catch, uh, AHFC Royals, uh, who they do play, uh, on the 27th, you know, here at, uh, Classical League Soccer Complex here. So we'll kind of keep close to see what, you know, how that kind of sets up here. They actually got two matches here, June 20th, uh, against them. So, you know, uh, the Blossoms do have the ability to, uh, impact of that result there. Um, the Athenians, moving over to them, they've had they've been very busy here uh, recently. Here, uh, you know, they've got 15 points. They're leading, uh, you know, the Southwest UWS Conference um, with a 5-1 and 0 record uh, for that here. However, Lone Star uh, Republic, uh, you know, who's you know who did uh, defeat uh, the Athenians. Um, you know, our four zero have two games in hand. So, and unfortunately, they don't they don't play again. So, uh, the Athenian or pardon me, the uh, the Athenians, uh, the last since we last discussed here, uh, they beat uh, Wilco two to one, and then they also beat Side FC two to one this past week here, um, and then they had the big match, which uh, I think most everybody here in San Antonio was, was excited about. Um, was a they lost 2-0 to club america feminine um and what was a very in my opinion you know i watched that you know watched it this uh, morning on the replay here a very competitive match um i thought the athenians represented 
San Antonio and themselves very well against, you know, an elite level uh, Liga MX team uh, for that here. The estimated crowd was a, a little bit over, was around 1,200. And also they got about 3,800 views online uh, for that here. So, you know, a lot of coverage, you know, you know for San Antonio um, for that here. So we'll start with you, uh, Rafa, your thoughts on the Athenians, especially facing uh, Club America, um, you know, and, and how competitive it was. Uh, that that's a good you know for the to lose two zero that's a good result for them, I mean like I said Club America Femini is one of the best teams league I Mackies for the women's division, um, and to have that result it's a it's a positive going forward into you know re the regular rest of the regular season and hopefully they can you know get an opportunity to play that team that they lost to you know in the playoffs you know and that's going to help them out you know playing the tougher maybe a team that's more talented than that team. So, you know, and I saw pictures of their, their great crowd out there. Um, mm -hmm. I did see uh, some comments from on on Instagram for the Club America. They had nothing but positive things to say mm -hmm. about the Athenians, and they, they enjoyed playing there. And like I said, they're hoping they can come back again. And, and hopefully maybe some of those Athenian players got noticed and maybe, who's the same, maybe one, one or two get signed and go down there to Mexico City, go play for them. So hopefully there, there's an opportunity for them. Your thoughts, Royce? That was awesome, um, and a really good showing by the by the Athenians as well, who you'd think would be a little tired. They, I mean, they played Saturday, then they played, uh, you know, a quick turnaround, just a whole bunch of games in uh, like a two-week period, um, a lot of wins. Um, but, I mean, they represented well. Uh, the crowd was – it was exciting to have that big of a crowd. I saw the, the little bleachers that they had were almost full. Um, so that was – I mean, that was great. Um and then all the views online, because uh, it was super hot. So I don't blame people for watching online. But I mean, those numbers don't lie. There's there's a lot of excitement for women's soccer in San Antonio for sure. Well, to me, what makes it even more impressive is up in Austin, you had the U.S. Women's National Team that was playing at the same time. Mm -hmm. SAFC, the exact same time. U.S. SAFC uh, started an hour later. Yeah, started an hour later, but. Um, that might, you know, so to me to get 1,200 fans out there, to be able to get the views that they had, I think is is a great showing, uh, you know, for uh, for you know for the Athenians and San Antonio overall uh, for that here and maybe uh, Spurs Sports and Entertainment, you know, we'll take a look at those numbers and and say, hey, you know, maybe women's soccer is something that they could do. They've got the perfect facility to be able to do it, but. Uh, for that here. So, speaking of San Antonio FC, um, not good. <laughs> I, I know Royce is a little bit more positive um, than than I am um, on it here, but on a three-game road trip that took them to Colorado Springs, took them to Vegas, and took them to uh, New Mexico, uh, they came away with two points. Uh, to me, losing the lights, losing to the lights was the was a backbreaker. What was was the difference? Because I think if you the come Nadir. home four out of nine points, it's a little bit different discussion. But coming back two out of nine points, you know, it, it's a little bit tougher to swallow. So, just you know, I don't know how you know if we want to go into uh, you know the the lights game because um, I don't think we really covered that a whole lot, did we? 
did Royce freeze? Oh no, there he is. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about the lights at all. We just we waited. We are going to combine the lights and uh, New Mexico uh, okay. and New Mexico on today's show. So, you know the <clears throat> lights match there on that one there. Um, SAFC got the early goal in ninth minute uh, by Joaquin Varela. Uh, with an assist by Emil uh, Suelo. And then, unfortunately, there was a penalty called. Um, and in the 82nd minute, Cal Jennings um, converted it. I thought it was a valid PK. Um, I thought Ollie, it was a young player's move because Olive had help. And I think if he would have just let him go to the defender, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, for me, you know, being the amateur, you know, I felt if he would have kind of, you know, stepped back a little bit, he did have the help there where maybe he didn't have to be as aggressive as he, as he was, um, you know, and it ended up 1-1, um, you know, so they left, you know, they didn't put the game away and, and give credit to the lights. They took advantage of the opportunity. So uh, Royce or Rafa, who wants to start first on that match? Rafa, go ahead. I think that game, that Las Vegas game, we just, I don't know, it's, we score and then, hey, let's just park the bus. You know, I don't, you know, you didn't go into with a killer instinct, you know, just looking at the game as you can see there, you know, we were pretty much controlling the game for a while and then. And then we just, you know, when we got, you know, when we got the goal, Las Vegas kind of went down a bit, but then they started building up their confidence up. So they were th making more, you know, threatening plays inside our box. And then finally they got, they got that PK. And then they, they, like I said, they had a chance to you know, beat mm -hmm. us. And, you know, we could have ended up with zero points, but, you know, we got lucky, able to escape with one. But that was the game we definitely should have gone three points because Las Vegas – you know, you can call. I don't think you can call them Vegas Lights FC. You can call them Mercenary FC because that's all. It's a it's a mercenary team they're bringing every week. Because um, you never know who's on the roster. You know, and that's but been something you need. But they've been because they're basically a two team for this year. Yeah. Um, with LAFC, if you look consistently, they're getting seven to eight player, players. So I know mm -hmm. SAFC kind of made you know made made a joke about it. You know, you know with the tweet. But in all honesty, that's what the lights have been doing, and it's been pretty much most of the same players that have came 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 down or, or went over to yeah. Vegas from you know from from uh, you know LAFC. But to, to me, at that point, you know the lights had, had only had won one game, um, which was against Tacoma. They had been blown out. Now part of that was that they were on the road. That you know they're it's kind of a new thing. You can you can tell that they're getting their feet underneath them because. They ended up winning against uh, Los Dos after, in the match after after ours. So their last three, they've won two and tied one. So they are starting to get you know put it together a little bit better. Um, but you know, for me, you know, watch watching this here, it, it's 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 been the same old same old where we don't have possession and you know that it's that seventy thirty split in possession and um, you know I know Royce is is saying hey it's 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 a fixable the errors that they're making are fixable but at this point they're not and i think part of it has to do with injuries and and, and stuff but at, at some point you got you got to be able to win with who you got on the pitch but but yeah and then that rate you know 
when you're being out possessed, especially with that big of a gap, you're not going to win games. You know, maybe maybe you might sneak in one or two if you do do kind of park the bus like like Atletico Madrid does, but you know, if most of the times you have to have win the position game to win games. You know. See, I I absolutely disagree with that. Um, so because if I, you don't have the ball, you don't score. <laughs> That's the no, thing. No, no, no. You can not at all. Um, just ask Leicester City, ask Atletico Madrid how that works out. Um, not at all. Uh, so what I think happened on the last two games, at least the first game, let's just discount that it was a tie. There were two red cards. It was pretty dumb how that game ended up. Um, Switchbacks match, yeah. Correct. Colorado Springs, excuse me. Now, the last two games, I think Marcina just got his tactics slightly wrong, um, and he should have applied the tactics from the second game and the first game and vice versa. Um, The problem right now that Marcina is experiencing is his midfield is either hurt or it's out of position due to necessity due to injury. Um, Maloney should be on the left or should be on the right, and you should have Gle- so Gleedle and Maloney should be the wing backs. Maloney's unavailable, so you have Lima out there. Lima is a central midfielder; he's basically a six or an eight. He has to be on the outside. The backup for him is PC in both positions. He's out. It's just unfortunate injuries, and Marcina is trying to adapt because of that. Now, what happened in that first match that? I think he got his he he got the strategy right. It just didn't turn out well, and a big part of it was it would have been one nothing had Ollie not had that youthful, the aggressive over yeah. over exuberance. Yeah, and he made a dumb foul in the box, and it was a penalty. It was, yep, it was pretty cut and clear, and that that was a big difference in the game. And that doesn't happen. Vegas doesn't score. No one's talking about it, but everybody's you know we're going to talk about it there. Uh, I think he got his tactics fairly right, but what he, what Vegas likes to do is they like to possess, and with and through uh, Steve Chirondolo, what he really wants them to do is play a lot like LAFC. They're very possession based. They like to kick the ball around, but Marcina also knows that they're young and they make mistakes, and they made a lot of mistakes in the midfield where we intercepted it, we got the ball up to Dylan, and he distributed out. Did it work every time? No. Our passing's terrible. Well, actually, our passing is the worst in the league. But that's the issue, though. But, but that, yeah, and that that can be fixed. Passing is a player thing. These guys are professional players. It's on them to make good passes. Yes, it's good to have. It's good to be in good position. You know, a coach has to put a player in a good position. But I mean, passing just comes but, from practice. But you also you also have to look at this as as you know being from the coaching side. You know, I know he has players hurt and so forth. Yep. But when you're you're down some of your kind of your top players, you know, kind of you have to adjust sometimes the style of play to make your and players succeed. And that's exactly. Succeed. Yeah. And and he's not doing that. And that and what what we need to do a little more. I think we do need to possess the ball a little bit more just to be more sure of things because we're giving up a lot of balls, a lot of balls in the air. And we're losing them, and I think it's tiring. I think because of the lack of bench that we have, it's tiring the players out. Especially this run. This was, was three games within a like a six seven game period. You're gonna get yep. worn out. 
Yeah. So I think he does need a tweak a little bit. I think we do a little bit more possession. You know, balance it out instead of the 70-30. If we can get to maybe 60-40, I think we, we, could, we can be fine right there. You know, but if it's going to be a big gap, we're going to end up losing. We're going to, especially with the injuries, we're going to lose more and more games because we're going to be tired. And, See, and, 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 and I, I disagree with that. I mean, I, I get where I, I get where you're coming from. You get more tired when you're off the ball and you have to react to other people with the ball. One hundred percent. And I get that. And that is a concern for sure. But what Marcina is doing is because his his midfield is hurt. It is a hurt and deplenished midfield already. We're in June. It's already actually in May. It was a deplenished midfield. Yeah, it's been um, depleted from the start. Yeah, um, that. So what he did in the Vegas game is he went uh, after we scored the first goal off the corner kick, which by design gets set pieces. This team's going to be dangerous on set pieces. Hey, comes to fruition. They sat back in a five-four-one, which is purely a gum up the works don't let the other side get many chances and just you know get them on the counter and that's exactly what they did should th- should they have done that i think they should have done that but to a point they went with the 541 and it was very difficult for dylan to get any hold on the ball uh the four midfielders stayed there they never went up too much on the wings they just sat back and they invited the pressure and what happened they somebody got around ollie when he came in and Ollie chased him into the penalty box and that's how the penalty was created. What he should, what I think he should have done was done what he did in the um, New Mexico game was go with a five, three, two instead of the five, four, one, put somebody else up there. In this case, it was Perusa with Dylan to help out to uh, alleviate that pressure. And that also leaves uh, Jose Gallegos, in a world of space and he got forward so many times on the counter and he made so many plays up there and he looked damn good. He just didn't finish his chances. He had two or three shooting chances that just didn't come off because he was a half a step slow. Uh, One of them, uh, actually two of them, balls were tackled from his feet because he was just a little slow. If he's in top form, those are are in the goal. And he also had one shot that missed the, the far post by not very much. So well, there's one he Marcina, got the goalkeeper did save. Yeah, also. and there's another one the goalkeeper saved. You're right. Um, Marcina had unlocked how to get the how to get Jose Gallegos the space he needs. That's I think that's how we're going to play in the future, especially if we don't get midfielders back. But what he really needs to do is figure out how to do that, but at the same time lock down that midfield because just Cam Lindley. He kind of drowned in that New Mexico game um, just by himself. He had so many responsibilities. Um, and I think if you would have done that with the Vegas game, because Vegas liked to go up the wings a lot, I think that would have helped out a lot uh, in that match. And here's where I think some stats kind of make both of your arguments. So as we discussed, uh, SAFC's last in possession at 38.2%. Next closest is Memphis at 40 and a half. So that's a pretty decent gap you know, when you're talking about possession. But they're also less than accurate passes per match, where they only have about 167 and a half, which is a you know pass percentage of about 65.9. The closest is also Memphis uh, at about you know 239 um, and 76%. Despite that, and this is where Royce's points yep. come in, they're eighth in shots on target per match at, at 4.8. And their so XG maybe, and their XG is the second best in the division. Which is, which is your expected goals. That's second best in the division. But to me, 
and I think this is they to me if they could improve their passing percentage by five ten percent, get it back to where yeah. it was last year. I don't then disagree. This team takes off. The I don't disagree. The problem is, is that they're not, and I think that's the frustration. And, and you know, Jacob, you know, you know, put this tweet out here earlier today. You know, saying, you know, that this seems to be the slowest AFC uh, team ever had. No pace. Uh, you know, attacking players are second to every ball. Not just tonight. Something needs to be fixed. This team isn't just fun. Um, he also. Well, I'll uh yeah I'll I'll, I'll tell you uh, kind of why everyone was slow on the ball because the ball was really slow on that baseball field. Uh, oh, the pitch night. was trashed. So, yeah, um, that's why it was slow because they had no idea where the hell the ball was going to bounce. Uh, there were a couple times. Or if where it would Rosa, bounce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Both there pitches, were a couple times where Peruza, Yeah, there were a couple times where Peruza would have been one on one with the keeper, but the ball goes up. He runs like it's going to normal. Bound. Royce is unfortunately frozen uh, in a uh, bad position. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying uh, the ball. Let's see if it comes back. You're back. You're back. <laughs> You're back. Go ahead, Royce. Nice. Are you there, Royce? Yeah, I'm here. I can see you. Okay, I see Rafa okay. now. All right. Anyway, so uh, ball gets played up to Perusa. He thinks it's going to bounce normally, and it stops on the ground off the first bounce. It doesn't even bounce. It doesn't bounce. And Perusa runs right by it, and the New Mexico center center back comes and claims it and looks at Perusa like, what what do you think this is, a real soccer field? So, (laughs) you know, that's – no one was sure in that first half, and that first half is when SAFC was the most dangerous. Um, But – a big reason why they were so dangerous is because New Mexico hadn't scored that goal yet. After they scored the goal, they sat back and and kind of gummed up the works like SAFC yeah, what New Mexico did. Does. Well, also what SAFC does. That's what we did against Vegas, except we just had a youthful player um, commit a stupid penalty. Um, but those things happen, and that's why you play the game. But like I was preaching to you guys, the, it sucks. Two points out of nine on a road trip sucks. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's not good. But this can be very easily this can very easily turn around. It's not like we're Oklahoma City. Um and now is when you're figuring out who you are. Um these first few months, uh April, May, June, July, it's this is when you figure out who you are. When crunch time comes is going to be August. That August is going to be the make or break August leading into the make or break October. October is going to be for seeding. August is going to be who's a contender, who's a pretender at the end of August. So if by the end of August we're still in the same position, yikes. Um, But right now we're dealing with the injuries. We're trying to figure out who we are. And Marcina in this last game, to give you some hope, figured out how to unlock – uh, Jose Gallegos and just let him run on people. That's what he's been trying to do this whole season. That worked. We just didn't get the result. So here's a question for you on that though. We're getting closer to July. Mm-hmm. Does Jose stay? <laughs> you just mentioned, hey, we, we've we've yeah. got the answer for Jose, yeah. but is Jose only here for two more weeks? That that's that's, a- that's the question. And we won't know that answer. I don't know. Nobody knows. You know who knows? (laughs) Spurs Sports Entertainment. You know who's going to tell us from Spurs Sports Entertainment? 
nobody because they're the damn CIA. Yeah. So uh, unless his agent tells us, but that's only. Do you know his agent? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, gotta, if he's out there, let us know. <laughs> it's probably Mina Raiola. And and as a SAFC fan, it's it's one of those bittersweet where you win and you lose because as a you know as a SAFC fan, you want to see Jose for the you know finish yeah. the year because that helps our team. But for him as a player and for him as an opportunity to be able to take that next level for his career and for SAFC, especially if they can sell him for them, it's better for that here. But it's one of those just for the exposure and just for and just to watch that kid grow where he needs to grow. Yes. Yeah. He needs to go to the highest level he possibly can and to go prove himself. I'm so excited for him and his career. Um, so I don't care if it's in San Antonio. I don't care <laughs> besides Austin FC. That would be just a well. He's not punch. going MLS. Yeah, that would yeah. be punched yeah. to the gut. But yeah, it, he he should go to Europe and he should absolutely thrive over there because that kid is insane. So do you, so. Well, here's the thing: do do we shoot as far as with the player situation, especially like Maloney? That's that's the one. That's the peak key that we're getting exposed at. Yeah. Should we go find find sign a player for that position for or the meantime, or try to yeah? Learn. I, I so just honest... to, just to patch it up right now because right. that's where we're getting killed a lot, and I think we need to get that position filled up until he decide until he is able to come back because that's another situation we don't know what the severity of the injury. We don't right. know if he's gonna come, is he gonna come back? If you know he's not gonna come back for a while. Go sign up. Go get go get a player from that position. Just just to patch it up for right now until you get them back. You know, and you, you are going to need that depth right. towards towards the end, like you mentioned, like that that September October because we're going to need that. You know, going into those games. An interesting point to bring up, and something that I was wondering myself: um, When was the last time DePlain got minutes with the team, and when's the last time he was in the starting eighteen? Because I had, I'm pretty sure he came home, and he's been home since the Vegas game. He no, could be a problem was... solver. I think he played well, he, in Colorado Springs for the first like twenty got, minutes, and then he, he got subbed home. out. Yeah, he got subbed out, and he came straight home. I'm pretty sure because he's been posting Instagram photos of himself in various San Antonio locations, but. He could be utilized as a right back. You could put Gleedle on the left, which would allow you to put Lima in the middle, so you can have the double pivot Lima and Lindley again. Yeah, he he left in the twenty fifth so, minute against Colorado Springs. Yeah, and he hasn't um, been in the eighteen since, which makes me question what's going on with that. Neither has the Tunisian Terminator as well. So, well, he's hurt. He's on the injury list. The plane. Well, has both of them are. No, they are. Is the plane on the injury list? Yes. Let me consult that because I didn't see that. Okay. Well, if he's hurt, he's hurt. Then my bad. I completely. Yeah, he's been he's point. been on there. Yes. See, with that, and when he wasn't hurt, wouldn't it have been an, a great idea to put him out on the wing, have Varela, have have Axel in the well, middle, and so, then have Gleidel on the outside, whichever right, right or left. So the plane, like the FC Cincinnati people have said does not have the have speed, the speed. To yeah. be a wing back. He has the speed to be a right back. So if he comes back, you go back to that four, four, two and up front, you have Gallegos and you have, 
ideally Patino, uh, but you either have Perusa or uh, Dylan. So <laughs> you're yeah. not wrong, Robert. <laughs> yeah, we we lead the league in lower body injuries. Yeah, that is 100 correct, and it's just unfortunate. It's man, it the injury bug has bit us this season. That's that's all that can be said. Like I told y'all before we started the show, the biggest thing that really show the juxtaposition of New Mexico United and SAFC <laughs> happened before the match even started. Yep. Whenever they went over their injury list, the whoever sponsors the injury list, New Mexico United has no injured players. Must be freaking nice because we have had half of our team on the injured list, at least at one point, and we've had three or four guys not even making an appearance this season. So that's how it goes, man. It's luck of the draw and we have not had the luck so far in the injury front. We have shown that this model works and Marcina's tactics work. Do they look pretty? No. But you know what happened the last time? But I time? disagree on that. Hold though. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you remember the last time a coach in San, uh, a San Antonio FC coach came out and said, we are going to play pretty soccer. We're going to play possession-based soccer. What happened that season? That was a 2018 season. What happened that season? The uh, 2018, uh, they had a was very it? disappointing year. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that was the one with Jack Barnby, right? We didn't have pretty players. That's why. Uh, mm, so no, it was just a bad season because we tried to possess. We did not. We did not do that well, and we got beat by teams that bunkered and countered, which is exactly what Marcin is doing, and he's doing. We are countering well we're creating the second most chances in our division we're just not putting them away so whenever we get the luck to not get injured all the damn time and we get the luck to put the ball in the net a lot this can get turned around super easy i think the reason and and i've been on this train is i think when the when, when they're healthy when they're on the, they play very attractive soccer the problem is is that and I don't want to say that they don't have a midfield, but they're not using the midfield at this point. Is it seems it seems like that the midfield is a, MIA yeah. because on defense, you know, they're they're pushed so far back to where they can't do their job and press, which I think is is what you mentioned that hey, they haven't really been pressing. It's because they're too far to me, they're too far back. And then on the offensive side, they're trying to go up and over, which frustrates the hell out of me, but it's because they don't have you know, I don't know if it, they have the players, but I don't know if they, in my opinion, I think they have the players to do it where they could try, but so, so, so far they haven't. And that's, to me, well, that's like the, the issue the, with this like team. The, so so like why? Forwards. Go ahead. I was going to say like, like the Fords, we have Fords over six foot, six, one, six, two. You know, if you brought them for a reason, that might not be a fast, but you brought them for a reason. Reason is you're gonna send it like you mentioned Royce as far as corner kicks, you know, free kicks. Crosses. But the what but that's 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 what we're missing right there. When's the last time we sent in a cross in for a goal? That's the last time that happened was game one. And that was uh, with Pac Real Monarchs game two, but yeah, before the regular yeah, Real Monarchs. Like that. Yeah. yeah, that was well that was the last game with the second game. Yeah, it's that's been a while. That's the last time we've done that, and we have not done that. And we need to take advantage because a lot of the players of the defense we've gone, they, they've been shorter than 
than some of our forwards. We okay. need to take advantage more of that because I Hold think on. Gallegos can do that, especially the space he's going. You know, I know they're forcing him to take shots and so forth, but there was times I watched him say, hey, if you send in the cross in, get you know, you give Dylan or you give Perusa a shot at least to head one in or maybe trap one in and, and, kick, and kick it in. I think See, that's. I think they need to add that, bring that back into the play, and I think that'll open up a little more more things and bring more pressure. And I think it'll, it'll be, like I said, the game will open up more for them, and that's the See, one key that they're missing. I disagree. I think that would open up the game for the other team. The reason we're so direct is because we only have, you know, I mean, in the last match it was a five-three-two, so you only had in that one in the middle was a defensive midfielder. So really, you have two forwards that are looking to win the ball, and then you have two basically wingers that are looking to to run off of them. Um, if you have you know somebody go up to the corner flag to make a cross, that leaves that entire side besides Doyle and Lima that leaves them all alone. Which I mean, we, issue, we've seen how that plays. Hold, hold on, hold on. We're so direct because we have so few. <clears throat> personnel there in the middle and if we stretch ourselves you stretch yourself you stretch yourself to a counter and we're going to get beat on that every time i mean that's what rgv did that's why we're so narrow up front and we're trying to go straight that's why there's there we're bypassing the midfield now we're not in that 442 anymore we're in that 532 because of injury because of necessity um and that's part of the game plan that's part of the tactics hey Jose, look at all this damn space I'm going to leave you. Go dribble the damn ball in there and go make something happen. Uh, what did uh, what did everybody say about Clint Dempsey? Do shit. And that's what Jose Gallegos does. He, he does shit, and he does it very well. But that's all part of the tactics. That's part of it, and it's out of necessity. We don't, we, we don't have a wide – when we do play the 3-4-3, three, three, sure, wingbacks get up and then put as many crosses as you can. But right now, we because of injuries and suspensions, we don't have that. So you do not want to cross unless we have that three four three, unless we're playing in that or that four four two to go up. So yeah, and also a big thing, they played on a baseball field this last game. They actually the last two too. games, the last two games they played on baseball fields. Those are much more narrow than a normal soccer field. So you can't play very wide when you're there. Look at New Mexico. How many of their how many chances of theirs came off of crosses? Zero. They never crossed the damn ball. They went straight in because you can't you can't get enough width to cross the ball. You have to also think about where you're playing. At S, at Toyota Field, sure, but there is always a complaint that Rafa had a lot. There's always a complaint that Harry had a lot. I just pointed the wrong way. That was kind of funny. Bad weatherman. Um who are we crossing to? We're crossing to nobody in the box. I remember that the last couple of seasons that was a big complaint. That Who do was, we yeah. cross it to? Nobody. That's what we would do right now is we would cross it to nobody because nobody can really – not a lot of guys can get forward because we are a defensive first team right now, and that's, like I said, out of necessity. We don't have that midfield that can connect the attack. That's why Nathan's so important when he's in there. But he needed a break. I mean, he's been – since but the suspension, think- he's been playing every game. I don't think it's the forwards that are the issue. It's and, and I think the forwards have done a good job. So uh, they have worked their ass off. Dylan looks both I mean, ways. Yeah, and, and it both yeah. ways. So it's to me the issue isn't the forwards. I think the defense has done all right with the exception of of the left back, fullback. You know, 
He's out of position and, as well. And, and, yeah. Right. But that's the, and to me, that's my biggest complaint so far is if you knew Maloney was going to be out this long. Yeah. And that go, it goes back to why did he, and, and we'll never know if he re-aggravated the injury or what, but why did he play Probably. the half against RGV yeah. um, in preseason where, okay, hey, he's back. He's getting a, a few minutes. Right, and then nothing, and, and we're what that was. In. That was a closed door one too, right? Correct. So yes. when he came all, off at half, we yeah. yeah, we'll never know if he. Well, the only one that was that wasn't uh, was uh, streamed, and that was the FC Dallas the one. Dallas but, one, right? But but yeah, no, I mean, it you have a reaction like to re- bringing Perusa in. That's the thing. You bring Perusa in because there was a time that hey, we do need some depth at the forward, but the green light, the the red light is like, hey, uh, we need to bring in a for that spot too and we have not done that yeah we need to find someone for that spot and, and just for and, the meantime to, yeah. uh, just like a band-aid for right now until he comes back and if they keep on doing going with this we're gonna fall behind in points you know every team is gonna go through us through that and like i said every, watch saturday's day i kid you not where are they gonna go to they're gonna go on the right side Stay and let's go after side, doyle yeah. so why don't you counter that by signing somebody that's going to stop that? You know, there's got to be someone out there that can stop that. I think it but, took an act. I honestly think it took an act of God for Marcina and Tim Holt to go talk to uh, Spurs Sports Entertainment and tell them, hey, we got to change formations because these guys are hurt. We got to go three in the back. We need another center back. And they went and that's when they got Varela for mm-hmm. who knows how much on loan. I think that was kind of the last ditch. Okay, this is the last one. I think it would just be a tough ass to go back and be like, okay, we need a left, we need a left wing back, which is probably going to be an expensive loan. But why I, not I, try I, Bryant? I, you know, put Bryant, and I know Bryant is, was get and he wasn't perfect in preseason, and I'm assuming that's probably why he's not playing. Yeah. But he's faster than Doyle. I'm assuming he's faster than Doyle. Well, He's also he's a right back or right wing back, um, but but I you don't get Gleedle can play yeah, both sides exactly. So you put Gleedle on the other side. You put Bryant there. You put you know Axel next to uh, next it would to be Varela on the right. It would be Varela. Varela you put Varela. Uh, but to me, yeah. he's senior enough to where the reason why I was going to put Axel is because with his experience and stuff, can cover for some of his mistakes. He's we also make mistakes. we also don't see what happens in practice, and that's, maybe that's even maybe he's developed. That's not his natural position. Ethan is a is a ten or an eight, and that's. But what we don't playing. know that because yeah. we haven't seen him play in what two years, I, three. Years. I'm I'm saying in the 2019 season, he was he was a midfielder. He was a central midfielder, and he pulled the strings uh, every once in a while. He'd get wide and put it across, but normally he was in the middle and he was controlling that. Mid- he was the ten basically. He was a provider. Um, and to have him develop some defensive um, prowess and know-how, that might take a while. And that may be something they were trying to work with them on in Belgium. We'll never know. I mean, right? That's a possibility there. They made a move. They made a move to him on the outside. Yeah, and they gave him some experience there. But still, mm-hmm. I think I think they do. Maybe they didn't need to test it out to see. Maybe okay. maybe maybe give him some minutes at the end of a game, sub him in, yeah. and see how he does. But at the same time. The last two games that that could have been a possibility. Actually, the last three games that could have been a possibility. We're chasing the damn game. We were down one chasing the game. 
um, <laughs> except for Vegas. But Vegas, they were just attacking like no one's business. So we were trying to hold that. And, you know, that one play just was a difference. But that's that's what happens sometimes. But yeah. in the New Mexico and the Colorado game, we're chasing. So you're not going to put a defensive sub on there. Uh, you're going to put all the attack on there, which is literally what he did in New Mexico. But they sat back and, you know, they – it's a lot easier to sit back on a baseball field than it is um, on an actual soccer field. So yeah, it's and and like I said here, New Mexico is a tough place to play. It's it it is. It's you know, it's to me, it's like Phoenix. You know, the crowd, you know, the environment, the stadium, the pitch. Um, you know, I was joking with Chris Walker of Seek and Strike that um, he can no longer complain about you know uh, the sandbox uh, any longer because his field was shit. You know, yep. uh, on there. Yep. It, I mean, even on the baseball side, like, good God, that looked like it just looked like crap all around. Whether you're going to play baseball or soccer on it, that just that, that wasn't even up to high school. Sta- that wasn't even up to middle school standards. I didn't understand. Even in the outfield, the ball would come in and it would it it would it would dud. It was all like to me. It was it was it like was, playing on a beach. It had like that Sunday, 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 Sunday. It was Sunday worse than a beach. Yeah, it was. It was a Sunday league field. That's literally it's Sunday league. league. And, and, and that's, that's not to take away from New Mexico United. No, who, not you know, at all. Did, that's you know, and, I would say the same thing if SAFC were to have stolen that game somehow. That that was bad. That that field was in very poor shape. And if they, uh, I wonder if they have a similar option to what Birmingham did. Um, I don't. know. I don't know if they they'd have to go onto the university there. Um, they had they used it, to have a soccer program there, right? But I've heard it's very college. expensive to rent that from uh, you know New Mexico New Mexico universities and and also there. if New Mexico United is going to win games on their crappy field, they're going to stay on the crappy yep. field. So we did it. We did it with, when, when it was stand on ours. Not we wrong. We El Paso in New Mexico and took advantage of it. So not wrong. It, if it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, that field. It's broke. So looking ahead to uh, another Copa Tejas, South Texas Derby against RGV, uh, who are the leaders of the Mountain Division, although they just lost at home uh, on a last kick to the Bold, um, you know, an, on, an, on an awesome free kick. Uh, really good free kick. Really it, good in the bottom left corner. It, it, it was good. Derek was there, but, you know, it, it beat him. Um it's the third match already. Uh, RGV won down there. They tied here on, I believe it was late gold, if memory serves me correct. The late bicycle uh, kick. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm already concerned about Doyle because last match he got away with hugging. I'm not sure if he's going to get away with hugging again uh, for it here and the speed. And, and I know, uh, you know, they've already kind of tinkered with that. But how do you see this uh, Saturday uh, being Pride Night, which is sold out? Uh, so outstanding job, and it is the last match um, at the COVID limitations. Uh, the next match, uh, July third, um, against the Austin Bold, uh, will be a full stadium back to your normal seats. Um, so if you haven't got tickets, uh, please do because uh, you know we want to Fourth of July fireworks and uh, hopefully three points uh, against the Bold. But uh, I think it's dollar beer or two dollar beer as well. Two dollar beer or so. something like that. Yeah, it's. It's going to be a very good night, but uh, Pride Night, uh, I'm excited for that tier. Uh, for that here, they have the kits there, um, also that you can bid on. Um, I believe they're signed. Uh, you know, I think I think I read that they were signed as well. 
uh, for that. I know they start out $100 for the player player signatures. So if you haven't bid on one, please do. Um, and I'm assuming, you know, SAFC's probably emailed uh, anybody that listens to here's probably already got the email. Or if you go onto the FC, uh, SAFC Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page, they have the links through there. But Rafa, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on the upcoming uh, RGV match and, and what's your kind of expectations? Uh, it's going to be another dogfight. So like I said, it's the, it's the derby. But we, we need to get three points. You know, I, I think to me this is a must win. Just just for tiebreaker purposes, just in case if something comes down towards the end. Because this, this, this is the last time we're playing them here at home. I know we still have another game down there. But, you know, we want to, you know, get the win at home, get the three points and get back in, you know, get back in it, get some momentum going into the to the, uh, the another Copa Azteca game, which is the bowl, with the bowl game. So we need we need to start building up momentum, and if we can get six points, you know, I, we're back in it. And you know, I know there were some comments flowing around, so about us being a, a little dirty team and this and that. Uh, I yeah, kind of so see it I, the other I way. I am going to address Edson's uh, comments on 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 that here. But here well, there's not there's nothing wrong with a little hugging. You know, you need a hug here and there, but. You know, kettle meat not, pot. Not, you know, but you know, if you can't play physical, and then you shouldn't be on the pitch. So that, that's that's another thing. But uh, I'm hoping that Marcina does learn from the first two games against RGV and fixes the problem on the left side. You know, do you know they're gonna go hit you there? You have to come up with a game plan that's going to make RGV okay we can't do this we got to do something else you know you know and also take advantage of their you know the de- I think their defense wasn't that are not strong there I know they have Pimentel I know he has experience but the rest of the players they're they were making a lot you know we we're making they were making mistakes and I think we need to force them to make you know make mistakes out there and I know they have a good great keep good goalkeeper but hey we got one in the last time and I think we just need to pepper them with a bunch of shots, and if we can get, we need one thing is we do need to get a lead. We do not play well from behind. We need to get a lead, and we need to get a big lead, like a two, like a three goal lead, not a two goal lead, a, a three goal lead. So because two zero, be it can't be two because two zero has always been the curse on us. So yeah, well, we can you, get know, three. you know what they say in you know what they say in hockey: the two nothing lead is the most dangerous lead in hockey. Yeah. So I, it, I honestly think a good preview for this match is going to be this match against New Mexico and how it started with the, I think the way you solve all that pressure yeah. on Lima and Doyle is you put Gallegos on that side and you have him just run amok and you have um, the RGV midfield and defense worry about Gallegos. Cause that's exactly, I mean, New Mexico tried to key on that right side and they got burnt multiple times for it. And I think Marcina's unlocked that, had to relieve the pressure from Lima and Doyle. You just got to figure out the midfield and you, and you got to get that. Um, and they don't have, they side. don't have anybody that can stop Gallegos. I, I think, I think mm-hmm. they, that's going to be concerned for them. I think but, the only person that can stop, stop Gallegos is Tyler Derrick. And we'll see if the same Tyler Derrick shows up that showed up at two field last time. So, so for SAFC, they get RGV this week. Uh, the 26th, they go to Real Monarchs, which we've had fairly success, you know, fairly good success there. Uh, you know, for here in the Monarchs are down a little bit this year. Um, still, it will still be a, a tough place. 
and that'll play. be uh, uh, that real Marks game will be Patino's first game back from his first game back, right? Mm-hmm. And then they come home and play the bold on, on the third here. So if they can get the win um, against uh, RGV, it sets up to where you could, you know, you, you could, I won't say get rid of that bad taste uh, from this three game road trip, but it's something that you can put back in the mirror saying, Hey, it was just, you know, injuries, bad luck, you know, yeah. a couple of those things. But if they, to me, to me, they need a win. Uh, I think, you're starting to see a little bit of frustration with the players, you know, you know, you, you know, build up, and, and I don't think it's frustration against Marcina. I think it's frustration that they're not getting the results. It's it's frustration that they're creating so many chances. They're just not putting them away, man. That's and like I said, that's the big thing is they are second in 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 XG. I mean, XG's a that's a it's been a pretty reliable stat since they came out with it. I'm not and, a fan. Okay. I mean, it's like Corsi and hockey. It's one of those things where it's a new, it, 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 it's like, it. yeah, it's like launch angle and it's like uh exit, exit velo in baseball. They tell you something. They don't tell you the whole story, but they tell you the potential is there. Um, but it's a results-based game, uh, and XG doesn't mean the results are going to be there. Yep. But at the same time, I mean, we, we can open our eyes. We can watch that New Mexico game all over again. In that first half before that first goal, look how many chances SAFC created off the counter. Well, they had the best Just chance. Gallegos, yeah. Just Gallegos created four or five chances. He doesn't put them in the back of the net. You put those in the back of the net, shit, you're up four, four or five nothing. So... Just keep doing what you're doing and and hope, you know, it, it, it's the old Bull Durham baseball thing. Some Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains. And I will say this, and, and I've already seen some whispers on social media about Marcina. Is it time? Is this seat kind of getting warm? I don't think it bunch is. A bunch of Arsenal fans out there. <laughs> Jesus. I don't think it is because, the number one, there's been a ton of injuries. Now, if we're talking about, you know, July, August time frame where we're still experiencing these same results and stuff, that might be where you start to see. But, you know, as, as I sent out a tweet quoting uh, Pitch Black, Kyle Mankey, it's still early. We're not even 10 games into it yet. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know we want results. And, and I think everybody, I think what frustrates people is they see the talent and the results aren't equaling what the talent is. And and that's the frustrating part. That, and so that was always a knock against Powell. And that and that's what this goes. I'm going back to Powell because he was the first, obviously the first coach in SAFC, but he was the first really guy that kind of there was kind of a fan mutiny against Powell where the team looked really good on the field, but the results just weren't coming in. And that's but Powell all didn't make about. adjustments though. That's the issue. Is that's yeah. Yeah, in-game that, adjustments he did not make. Where Marcina will make in-game adjustments now, whether they on, yep. whether they work or not, that's a whole separate discussion. But but, <laughs> but what he, but, but what Powell did, but what Powell did was he put players on there, and he gave them the opportunity to, to succeed. They didn't do that all the time. I mean, there are a couple times where Powell would change things out of necessity, and it just it was just the wrong change. Um, but there were times he would change. It just didn't pan out too well. Um, but there were a lot of people that just 
you know, they, they saw the results and it was pretty soccer, but just the results weren't there with Marcina. He set up to get results. It's not the prettiest, but it's to get results. And, and it's the chances are there, the stats, except for passing, obviously passing is kind of a bad thing, but we get that. Honestly, we get passing together. If we can pass it up from the back line to the forwards and then to a midfielder to go run. Do you, how do you, do, what do you think about this? Like, I don't mention, but the fans, you know, the, I guess the comparisons, I guess, is with like with feet, they're like saying, well, why is Phoenix here? And we're, you know, we have all this talent, but we're still down here. You know, what's, what's going on? That's the chatter I do here. Like, okay. so what, why, why can't Phoenix we? Has, there's, there's, there's three, there's three things there. Phoenix A has a S ton of money. Uh, and they spend like no one's business. Uh, I don't. Uh, okay. Um, okay. They don't, okay. I think Spur. To me, if you look Spurs at salary wise, Spurs. I think. I think San Antonio and Phoenix are are spending fairly close. Okay. Um, I have some contacts with Phoenix Rising. The perception is is that they're spending a lot of money. They're not. I'm not saying that they're not spending money, but they're not. They're they're not like the cosmos, you know, right, where, where right, they're going right, right. way out. They're right. they're in the upper third, yes. What what but what are not that far out? What yeah. I meant by spending a lot of money, I I don't mean spending a lot of money on player wages. What what I mean by spending a lot of money is 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 there is there signings that they that they make? Um, they have signed some MLS forwards, and also a big thing for Phoenix Rising is the players that they have signed they've gotten lucky because they have not gotten injured yep and they're just good like solomon asante was one of their first signings after their rebrand and that dude has just been worth his weight in gold and he i mean he was a free agent at one time they just got lucky and he stayed there uh, junior filming was one of the best players in the league same thing with jj when he was there and jj was with safc for what a season uh, yeah, and he was kind of a yeah. He was a journeyman. Um, he just stuck there. Same thing with, like I said, Junior Flemings was the best player in the league, um, and he was a free agent that they. I mean, we signed what well, we signed Gordon at the same time they signed Junior Flemings. They're both out of Jamaica. Just you know, one obviously ended up panning out better. It's it's just about. They it, play I a guess, different system, though, they, and they and they also play a very different possession-based system um, with speed on the outside. Yes. Right, and it's yeah, it it works for them very well. They have, I mean, it, it obviously works very well. Uh, well, we say a, that, but they have yet to, you know, yes, they won the Western Conference, yeah. but they have yet to win it they all. Have yet and to win. We all we don't right. know. Last year, you got to kind of put an asterisk with that statement, right? But you get you. And and like I said here, San Antonio always matches up well against Phoenix outside of the match that I went to, you know, Phoenix and and Diego's last match. Uh, But, you know, to me, to me, to me, it's a different style of play. And and that's what, yes, they play attract, they play attractive, but when they're not on, they give up a lot of goals and along those lines here. To me, I think that they also play, they play their home field advantage where, you know, they play fast. It's hot. It, it you know, it's, it's just like going to Colorado, you know, they have, they have that atmosphere and, and, and they do it. But for yeah, Phoenix, you, yeah. the perception that they're just blowing people away, you know, salary wise, I know that's, that's incorrect. Salary. No, but transfers. Yes. That's what I meant is a transfer. I mean, they've, 
I mean, they had some deals with Atlanta United where they sent their Ford over there and they, uh, you know. mm -hmm. so yeah, exactly. So certain things like that to where they are getting more into, you know, that, um, that's kind of where they're out. I don't know if you're out working SAFC or as SAFC is even looking at that, but, but I don't think that's, that's the, cause if you look at the talent SAFC has, I think mm -hmm. it's on par. I think the, the, the big issue that, the the that, San Antonio FC is having right now is the injuries. They play a different style. They play a more physical, yeah. you know, when, when Marcina got hired, you know, the people are like, you know, he's like, he's like an ankle biter. You know, you're going to get, it's going to be physical. They're going to lead the league or, you know, be one of the league leaders in yellow cards and stuff like that. Cause they play on that edge. Yeah. Marcina doesn't back down from that. So we're nope. getting how Marcina plays. And I don't, I know a lot of people don't like the style of it, but when, when he has his proper team, it's a beautiful game. It, it works. The issue yeah. is, and I know Royce has mentioned this, you know, several times, you know, we, we don't have the right tools as of yet, you know, especially in the midfield, the question, and to me, the, to me, the midfield, and I think the right back is the, is the biggest issue. I think if they had a better right back situation, the, the discussion would be a little bit different. And, and that's why I'm wondering if, if, if they didn't anticipate Maloney being out this long, and if he's if 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 he's having some sort of you know issue on getting that fully fitness to where they're comfortable with them, and to be honest with you, and this goes to Royce's point, I'd rather miss the eight to 10, 12 games now to have him healthy down when it comes you know to you know August, September, October when you've right. got all those games back to back Crunch to time. back. That's going to be winning time. That's going to be crunch time. But I still say that for this for this week, it's a very important game that they need that they need to they need to get the three points against RGV. Number one, they're the leader of the division. So if you don't get the three points, they get the three points. That puts fair. you nine points back, That's and fair. you don't want to finish fourth because finishing fourth, you're on the road to Phoenix in that first match, most likely, which you don't want to face Phoenix. In the first round on the road there. That's fair. Final thoughts. I know we kind of covered a lot of topics from high school to the, the women's uh, professionals, uh, you know, women, women's uh, WPSL, UWS. Uh, I thought we had a pretty healthy discussion with SAFC. Um, the runners uh, also... I don't think it was a league. I think it was just a friendly match that they played, right? The runners kicked off. I think, I, I think it was a, an opener because they switched. But I know they had to switch opponents. I think they played they, whoever they were supposed to play, I think, pulled out. So they had to switch opponents. Because I was, I tried going on to the uh, National Soccer League uh, website here, uh, and unfortunately it didn't wasn't up to date here. So. Um, couldn't, couldn't verify if it was their home opener, but they did end up losing 2-0 um, um, to it here, you know, to... Yeah, it was Tapatios. Yeah, so. yeah, I think it was Tapatios. Yes. Which I don't so know. Yeah, it's a it was a friendly. It was a friendly. It was, a friendly. It was, a friendly. It was not a league okay. game. Yeah. So, I know they're getting closer. I'll reach out to Mason see if we can get a little bit further instruction because the website didn't really have anything. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I I I I heard that they changed opponents, and then I forgot to look after that that it wasn't going to be a league game. That's right. Yep. 
thought about that. I was like, wait, they played? Oh, yeah, they did play because they had to switch a pony out. So uh, I guess they'll start their league next week, right? It's because they should have done it today instead of doing it next week. Anyway, we will see. Uh, but final thoughts, uh, Rafa? Uh, final thoughts. Like I said, um, I look forward for this this game on Saturday. So we have an ch- opportunity. I know it's sold out, but if you do have a ticket, it'll be great. You know, get your uh, go buy your your pre your pregame shirt. I know they're on sale. They look pretty snazzy, so I'll probably pick one up tomorrow. And then also my final thought, you know, uh, watching the soccer over this week, you know, especially the Denmark game, um, mm-hmm. uh, that was an eye-opening experience. And you know, kudos to to the medical staff there. You know, and like I said, I know we have some of that. They're at, at, at Toyota Field and so forth. And, you know, we're kind of blessed that nothing's really something serious has happened that to us here locally. But, you know, to those, you know, kudos to them. You know, they, to you know, they save Erickson's life. And, you know, hopefully you're like, he'll get back soon, you know. And, and the, but the big thing is, you know, he's still here, you know, whether he continues on his play or not. You know, that's, you know, it's, it's just a game. But, you know, just but my, like I mentioned, I'm just babbling on this because I got emotional just watching it, just seeing them on there, you know, seeing them put this, do the CPR, they're breaking out the defibrillator, and then just the, just the reaction of the crowd. But like I said, you know, kudos to the, like I said, to all the medical staff, you know, they, they are an important, you know, piece of the, you know, of the, of the, of the soccer games, you know, you know, without them, you know, you know, you know, Things like this, you know, prevent stuff like things from happening. So, so kudos to them, and you know, a prayers out to to Erickson on a speedy recovery. Any thoughts on on the Euros outside of the Erickson issue? Uh, the France Germany game was a, a very entertaining game. Uh, that group is is the group of death of, of group of deaths uh, for that year. Uh, uh, any thoughts on, on the Euros so far? You, you know what team you should really look out for? Italy. Those guys have been on fire. Yeah, they and look. I, I, they are by far the best team in that tournament. And if they don't win, uh, I, they, it, it's going to be a self-implosion because they, are, they look so damn good. They press well. They press as a cohesive unit, which is – very rare for a country for a national team um and they just create so many chances and locatelli uh watch out for him to be the next 100 million dollar transfer because he's on mm-hmm. fire and he'll probably get signed by real madrid or man city for a really stupid amount of money so watch out for that yeah the, then italy i i think i think they're gonna pr- probably be the one team that probably can contend with france but France, you know, kudos to them. You know, they they put on a clinic on you know you know it wasn't you know the good game was Germany, but they did put on a clinic, especially attacking wise. So that might be like a typical if they do meet up. Uh, other teams I've been impressed. You know, Belgium, kudos to them. They can, mm-hmm. did a comeback victory. I know it's an emotional game because Denmark was riding high trying to win yeah. it for Ericsson. but you know, kudos to and Martinez. They got their early goal too. Yeah, yeah and Martinez made some. Yeah, Martinez made some what, excellent what, changes. What turned know, that game? Like, yeah, well, what what turned that game around was putting the best player in the world, right. Kevin De Bruyne, <laughs> on. I mean that, 
if you're going to call uh, Roberto Martinez a genius for putting on the best player in the world, so be it. Uh, Germany has, uh, they have problems. Uh, and I think their number one problem is uh, Yugi Louv, who's, he's been great, but. He's checked out, though. He's right? already on his way out anyways. Yeah. Uh, they need Hansi Flick in there because all Yugi Louv did was he said, I'm going to put the attack, I'm going to put you attackers in a really good spot but I'm not going to give you any ideas of how to go forward. So all you had was all this passing from Germany right around France's box and then the show for it because they didn't have any actual plan to score. And France all he, all just... He, all he's yeah. doing is scratching his butt and smelling it. That's all he's doing on the As bench, he's you know? done since he's won the World Cup. So that is World Cup winner, Yugi Louv. So, you know, is what it is. I have to ask, is it coming home? You know, what, what, <laughs> what, what, what do you give uh, England? I think Scotland's going to beat England because oh, Tierney's healthy. No, I, I really, I, <laughs> I think that's going to end up in a draw. England's going to lose in that first. Uh, yeah, they'll probably lose in the first, uh, uh, the last I, 16 I think they'll, round. They'll, they'll, they'll lose in the quarterfinal, I think. They'll, win, they'll I, win the second I think round before game. That. Yeah, I think they'll before win, that. Is when well, before lose. that. I, th I think they'll win the uh -oh. they'll win they'll win the second round, but I think they'll go to the quarterfinal. But <laughs> uh oh, Miss Gleal says no way. <laughs> oh, yikes. Yeah, but the other, I mean the other we, we the don't other team get in trouble here. <laughs> England always yeah England always chokes yeah yeah. What's gonna happen? Uh, that 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 round of sixteen match is gonna end up going to penalties, and as per usual throughout English history, they're gonna lose in penalties. Mark it down. And then Portugal Portugal look, does look good. I mean, they're more talented. They're more talented than they when they won it. That's the they big were, difference. They were flattered they were, by. They, they were, were flattered, flattered by but, Turkey. No, they're flattered by Turkey. Turkey's terrible. They play Turkey, right? Who do they play? No, it was Hungary. Hungary. That's right. They were flattered by Hungary. Hungary was out there in that first half. They didn't get anything done because they had sixty-seven thousand people in Budapest behind Hungary to push them, and then that second half is you know. Portugal did not look good in that game. They did not yeah. look good at all. They just their talent took over, and Hungary mm, they started. They weren't hungry. They weren't bad, hungry bad enough. Joke, I know. But so, then Ronaldo, Ronaldo did get his two, and he's what four four gate, four goals closer to breaking the record or tying the record. I think he needed five. Now he needs three to tie. Three, so, yeah, he needs no. three to tie tie the records, which I think no, he might he might get it. We'll see. Now, Robert, uh, Robert put who I thought is. I was impressed with North Macedonia. You know, like I said, I know that. You know, sorry, they're Robert. Not, they're not going to win yeah. it. North Mas no, North Macedonia is not even getting out of the group stage. I but know. I thought they, you know, for being a minnow, uh, I thought that they did really well. And, and like I said, I watched the Ukraine match today, and, and it was it was entertaining. And, and like I said here, I know, I know they're not going to win it, but uh, I enjoyed uh, enjoyed and was kind of rooting for them. Uh, for oh, that year, surprise! Holland's winning a couple games. They were they were well, disappointed. They, they were disappointed, like really at the point against in. the Ukraine. Yeah, they yeah. looked really disappointed. They looked really bad against the Ukraine, but they found a way to score. Uh, Memphis, I mean Memphis, the pie. That he's all but going to Barcelona, guaranteed. Right? He has to be going to Barcelona. <laughs> like he. Wasn't yeah he got he was with Man United and he's one of those youthful players they signed and then they just kind of let go by the wayside because he didn't pan out in like the two months they gave him to play, but he's been a really solid player for uh, he's with uh, not Lille but um, it, um, Le, it's not Leon 
anyway, um, he's in the French league. Olympique. Uh, I can't think of the team he's on, but anyway, um, he's been their best player for a while, and they've been one of the contenders in that. No, he's with Leon. Leon, right? Yeah. No. I'd say I'd second guess myself because I was like, that's a Mexico team. That's also a big city in France. So there Think you about go. Leon. Uh, Speaking exactly. of Mexican teams. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of Mexican soccer coming to San Antonio. That's, yeah. Uh, and also Cruz Azul, the champions are going to be in, uh, Austin. in Austin. Pretty I cool. do have a, one more thing for Rafa here. Uh, Sergio Ramos leaving uh, Real Madrid. Your thoughts? I, I think that was a mistake. I I, I um I don't know what Florentino's doing. I think he needs to retire already. Um, I think I think he I think Ramos was still good. But I think for one more year. I think what what I think what really kind of cut up was was Ooh, the injuries. Breaking news: Sergio Ramos to Barcelona. I think they need some center back help. That would be X. No, he's coming to MLS, right? <laughs> Well, I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If he comes to Miami. He goes to Miami. I mean, you know, Beckham. Dude, Miami, does have, well, Miami. Can Sergio Ramos? Rules. Can Sergio Ramos Beck- play right right wing back? Because uh, <laughs> SFC, get on the phone. I mean, well, we can move somebody out. We can lo- loan back um, someone in the center mid and bring him in. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That'd be an interesting swap. Jose Gallegos for Sergio Ramos. That would Ramos, be, that yeah. would break a whole lot of news uh, throughout the soccer world. So I, I'll, get, I'll bring all my Madrid jerseys there to get signed every game. You know, guys, this is a lot of final thoughts. This is interesting. Well, so, I, had, I, had to, well I had to touch base on that. Yeah, you had to touch on that. I think, I, I think I you know, it's a, it's a mis- I think it's a mistake, but I think he's yeah. going to end up more likely the two teams, I think, is either Man City or PSG. I think the third third one probably maybe be Man U, would be, but don't don't count out Barn. But Barn may could sweep sweep them in because they did lose Alaba. Need center back out, yeah. And Alaba's um, not with Real Madrid. Well, Robert, Robert makes a fair point here. Hey, uh, yep. fair. <laughs> fair. Man, but Ramos has Ramos has more championships than red cards, so hey. Uh, so you, you gotta you gotta give him that. Somehow I doubt that. Um, uh, he's got a lot, right? No, he's but Bayern, Bayern lost 22 their, titles. I think Bayern lost Alaba, and they also lost Jerome Boateng too, right? Yeah. So they need all new center backs. So, yeah, that could be a good shout, Bayern. I didn't think about that. Yeah. All right, so we interrupted Rafa's final thoughts here. Sorry, uh, yeah. For, for the year of discretion and – Are you going to ask Copa America too because Neymar just scored right now? <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you what, – I can't believe they're playing playing in Brazil. Just what – you know, because they, they – they pulled it from the other countries because of COVID, and and I know there was some, you know another issue with the protest um, going on there. Right, were you shocked that it went to Brazil and they didn't make yeah. it to the United States, especially where they're playing with no crowds? Well, here they're not really playing with any crowds, but the the one thing the factor was, I know like the Venezuela who just played right now, uh, they lost fourteen players because of COVID, and I thought, well, why are they going to play this in Brazil? They should have. Honestly, they they could have pushed it back a bit, maybe play you know played it in the United States. I mean, we have the venues for it, unless unless they were going to, because remember you also have Gold Cup, and also you have your MLS games. You know, just you know, was there were they gonna, you know, not fit into the schedule? 
you know, I mean, I think they could have done maybe, uh, hey, play, let's just play in four locations. Well, they're two groups anyways. They could have played in two locations. Hey, we'll play in L.A., then we'll play in, in Miami, or we'll play in New York, and that's it. We'll play all the games there, and then have the final in Dallas or, or have it in they Vegas play, or whatever. They could have played and all they, their games. In, they could have played all their games in the Alamo Dome. So yeah, that too. Their loss. I mean, all right, Royce. Since well, did you have any more final thoughts since you've had you know fifteen minutes <laughs> not, of final thoughts? Background? <laughs> just, just that. I mean, just looking forward for this weekend. You know, I having having you back from Cancun. I'm sure you have your little final thoughts about Cancun and a couple Actually, other things. No, but, uh, uh, my final thoughts is going to be uh, about the Pride Night here at San Antonio FC. It's been something that we've asked. Um, you know, for, you know, for, for years. years. Yeah. Uh, so I want to give, you know, San Antonio FC and I think it was Bree that started it out uh, three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say, yep. and, and to see them have it recognized. I, I, I complained originally, you know, that it's on Juneteenth. So I, I wish it would have been on a different night, but you know, yeah. how the schedule was, unfortunately they didn't really it's, have the opportunity yeah, to do it. It's the only match in June, which is five months. So. Which is what they have. But, you know, my final thought is, like I said here, thank you, San Antonio FC. Like I said here, you know, I don't think there's anybody in this area that doesn't know anybody that, um, you know, is gay, lesbian, you know, along those lines here that, um, you know, it, it's welcoming to have have a club that includes everybody. Um, I know we all have different politics and different views and all of that stuff, but um, I know SAFC does a great job of trying to be inclusive to everybody um along those lines here you know uh, for that here so i just want to give a shout out to san antonio fc uh you know for having that um do also want to give a shout out to rgv uh their turtle jerseys and, and what they're doing you know a plus uh for it here you know your team still sucks but you know i, I will give you credit you not know, wrong the the turtle kits the turtle kits and what you're doing is awesome is is awesome it's cool that's really cool that they did that um it, it's a it's a good bit. That's a, a good on RGV for that for sure. So, and that's not something that they've done previously. Um, you you can tell that they are making more of a, a outreach in the local community, like SAFC is, which which is uh, something to be proud of. Uh, you know, you know, for being you know here in Texas, you know, whether it's Austin, they're showing they're not just Dynamo Junior. They're showing exactly. that they're establishing themselves in an, as an independent team. Yep, and you love to see it. Honestly, it's cool. So, Royce, your final thoughts, and then we'll let you take us out of the show. So, yikes. Uh, pressure. Uh, yeah, Rafa kind of stole mine with Christian Erickson. Super happy that he's still among us um, and super happy that, you know, the medical staff was there and the ref, the officials on the field, took 10 seconds before, you know, not even 10 seconds before they called over the medical staff because he knew something was going on. So, I mean, those those split-second decisions saved his life, and, Got to be happy for him and his family for that. Uh, whether his career's over or not, that that Doesn't is matter. the smallest thing in the world. The fact that he's still with us—that's um, all that matters. Um, I guess the thing that the other thing that was on my mind today was that our governor decided to—he's going to spend two hundred fifty billion dollars on a border wall when we got to keep our houses at eighty degrees because our our electrical grid isn't up to par, even though it's the best it's ever been. I guess it's been pretty crappy 
since uh, it was built um, and also came to sign a gun bill in the Alamo. Well, the reason he didn't want to sign that bill in Austin is because they just had a mass shooting not even a week ago. I mean, read the damn room, dude. Just, that I don't understand. Texas, Texas yeah. government sucks so bad. Vote these people out. Like, seriously, it's ridiculous, man. I, I can tell you about I don't, the law. I, I don't care if it's a Republican. I don't care if it's a Democrat. Get better people in there because the the, the attorney general is under indictment and he's under a lot of criminal um, indictments. Um, the lieutenant governor and the governor are just crappy, terrible, awful leaders. They're not even leaders. They're just bad people. And they suck. Get them out of there. They don't deserve to be there. With There are so many simple things, you know, Expand Medicare, sure, that might be a little controversial, but if you have two, if you have two hundred fifty billion dollars, are you going to build a hundred miles of wall? Or are you going to help people out? Hundred miles of wall is not going to help anybody out. Actually, expanding Medicare or actually um, fixing the uh, power grid, maybe that'll help some people. So vote those people out this in November. Just tired of this crap. Um, I guess that was it. I didn't mean to get that political, but that's what's on my mind. So, oh, oh and, and also they decided to uh, attack uh, tr innocent trans kids um, just just for no reason to not have them participate in sports and social life, just because that that's the biggest thing on their mind. After you had an estimated 700 people die um, in a winter storm because our power went out throughout the state, the number one thing on your mind is uh, not even a percent of the school population kids getting to play sports. Give me a damn break. Get out, get out of that office. You don't deserve that. Sorry. And if you haven't got vaccinated, get vaccinated. It's, you know, like I said here, just, just do it. it. And you know, it's, I know there's a whole bunch of craziness that, you know, going on with it, but um, also, also, sorry. I'm not, um, I'm, not, I'm not magnetic, you know, I took my vaccine. I know. I'm not magnets. Well, here's a hairpin. Didn't stick. Um, no, also the Mike Taylor Show barbecue is on Saturday from 11 to 3. Drive through. There's still some tickets available. Uh, DM me if you're interested. Uh, they're $10 for a barbecue plate. Also, there are $10 VIP tickets. I don't think they're sold out yet. Uh, that comes with, um, like I said, it's 11 to 3. Comes with free food. I know the grilling sliders are going to be barbecue samples uh, throughout the day. Um, and also, there's going to be a whole bunch of bands playing, mariachi bands, DJ. Just, just It's going to be fun. Um, if you haven't been vaccinated, obviously wear a mask. If you are vaccinated, no mask. Still wear a mask. Yeah, exactly. Uh, be, just be respectful. That's all. That's all it's about. Just be respectful. So. I I will say this: having gone to Mexico, um, yeah, the punishment is pretty severe if you don't wear a mask out there, huh? Yeah, you thirty six hours in jail uh, yeah. for not wearing. And and let's face it, Mexican jail is. is uh, a whole other beast it's a whole different discussion <laughs> uh, but just i know we seem very divided right now you know right left you know along various you know lines rgv here. safc rgv yeah. safc RGV, baseball, baseball field versus soccer field yeah, everybody's Austin against Bowl. new mexico everybody's against new mexico fuck new mexico but uh, uh, water versus coca-cola <laughs> <laughs> but <Vatican. laughs> one of the biggest things that is, is is that was the first time my kids have been outside of the United States and, and we went to you know a couple of the areas and, and 
you know, I, I made this comment to my wife today, you know, as, as we're driving around San Antonio is in, I've been in other parts though, where even if you're in the worst part of San Antonio, that's typically better than what you're going to be in probably the average part of, of Mexico, you know, along, along those lines here. So just appreciate it. I know, you know, Royce, you know, you know, you know, mentioned some political stuff uh, earlier here, you know, it doesn't mean you got to vote for a Democrat or vote for a Republican, nope. but we need to vote out who's who's in office yep. just because, you know, they may not have Texans' best interest in mind, uh, we'll, have, we'll just say. They, they don't have yours or my best interest <laughs> in mind. They have some Texans' best interest in mind, but so, sure as hell ain't the average. You know, like I said here, yeah, where, average person. where, you know, you're being say, hey, you can't have your temperature below 80 or it's recommended. And then next word out of his mouth is, oh, hey, but everything's great. It, it Best it's ever been. Best it it's ever been. Doesn't, it but doesn't it's going to shut up. down. Ugh. It doesn't add up. But um, hopefully uh, we, get, we have a much happier discussion, although we didn't have a really bad discussion. But hopefully we get a three-point discussion uh, against RGV. Uh, before we head up to uh, Real Monarchs, um, I will try to see if I can reach out to Landon uh, Southwick of uh, Real Monarchs for next week uh, for that here. He's the play-by-play guy uh, for them here, and usually we, you know, we can get in touch with him uh, to kind of discuss uh, you know, how Real Monarchs are looking for next week. Um, but uh, please be safe. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll get this uploaded for you. And uh, what's life without goals? And uh, Scott, sorry we dished on your uh, Germany team uh, this this episode. <laughs> <laughs> es tut mir leid.